the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Alex, one half of Be Sober. And I'm Lisa, the other half. If you're new to our podcast, Lisa and I have been best friends since high school. And after many years of getting drunk together pretty much every weekend, we've decided to experiment with being sober together. We really haven't got time to tell you all about that now, but if you go right back to the beginning of our podcast series, you'll find out all about it there. This season, we're super excited to be working with Wise Bartender and can't wait to sample and, of course, tell you about their 450 plus alcohol-free drinks. So whether you're after some alcohol-free beers, ciders, wines, cocktails or spirits, then check them out. We absolutely love that they're a growing family business. They've got a fantastic ethos around making sure quality alcohol-free drinks are accessible for absolutely everyone. As well as having alcohol-free equivalents, they also have an amazing range of kombuchas and sodas, along with a number of curated packs. Shop the range at wisebartender.co.uk and get 5% off with our code BESOBER5. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm um yeah, I'm very hot in my house actually. That's the truth. Yeah, you sound like <sighs> I am, it's boiling, which is a good thing, I know, but I've had to run down and turn my heating off because it's actually my cheeks. Thankfully, you can't see it on the screen and nobody else will be able to see it, but my cheeks are actually really Aunt Sally-like. Really, really so red. funny because I'm freezing in mine today. <laughs> I've just had to turn mine on and I'm like, warm up, warm up. <laughs> Funny, and uh, I don't like winter. Like not this morning. I, I, some people really don't mind winter, but I am very against winter. Very against it. Like I've got a it's problem so, with it. It's so hard, and I actually said this yesterday to um, to Rob. And what's helped me is definitely my sad lamp that has made a big difference about getting up in the morning. Like a massive, massive difference. It's actually changed my life in winter as my sad lamp. <laughs> I swear it has. Because I just think it's not just, a, I know people have a lamp and they can switch that on in their office and stuff, but because it's an alarm clock, it gradually kind of the sunrise and then by the time the alarm clock comes up on I feel like I've naturally woken up but it makes a difference anyway and thermals like I'm a, a big advocate for thermals if you're cold get thermals on we were laughing at my husband work with at the weekend because he's bought thermals and I was proper ridiculing him I have to say I was thermal shaming him and that's disgusting but you you're out of order because <laughs> honestly <laughs> I absolutely, like, we live in in a cold country in winter, so we've got to kind of move with it. Why people don't get prepared and they're going out in shirt and shorts and then mourning that they're cold, like, like, it's not all right. My God, (laughs) you really are an advocate. (laughs) I love them. Like, when I go out walking, I've got, like, thermal pants and thermal long sleeve top and it's really nice and luckily for me my other half actually finds them quite fit and doesn't <laughs> shame me for wearing no, them I fall on shame I've got my thermals on and he goes mm. <laughs> <laughs> I fully said to my husband oh you're not putting them on in front of me no no I need to find you sexually attractive you and thermal rather him be cold yeah 
Oh my god, that's so cruel. Well, that's actually what? cruel. Cold and sexy all the way. Well, it's not, is it? Because if he's cold, he ain't going to be very sexy, is it? <laughs> Without giving too much away. <laughs> well, how do you know? He might be like an exception to the rule. <laughs> oh, that. Oh no. Get move on, move on. <laughs> Her imagination's far too good for that. I tell you now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. We really <laughs> do. You know those sad alarms though, right? I bought one when you first got yours <laughs> and I didn't know how to use it right. So this is what I thought happened and why it went back after a day. I thought you didn't need sound on it. I thought it would wake me up just the light. But it didn't. So I sent well, it back. I only give well, it one like day. I have birds tweeting on mine, which is a bit of a bummer because in summer then they tweet a lot earlier. So I'll get up like really early at the sound of birds but no they're amazing they do they do really help scientifically proven to help as well no oh, i know they are i might actually invest reinvest and use it properly so come on let's hear about today's guest so today's guest, i love this actually because um ellie has said something like sometimes in life when you can't find what you need it's time to make it yourself that ellie is my kind of girl if you can't find it just do it yourself <laughs> that's, that's what you did and we did about our podcast well it is about the podcast about that's how be sober started yeah like, genuinely was. need some sober friends can't find any nobody else is doing it Let, let's just do it so i absolutely already have so much in common with ellie already um but yes yeah, so she is the founder of kalino um, we've got to say Kalenio. Oh, Do you know so why? Good. You know why? I said Kalino as well, and I only know it's Kalenio because I went on that club soda thing with her and I heard her say it. So I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but genuinely, I thought it was Kalino. You know what? A name is so easy, like, because anybody that listens knows how much I struggle with names, right? So today's guest is Ellie Webb. Can't get that wrong, can I? But no, let's get the name of her wonderful company wrong instead. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so basically, Ellie says she was out on um, an alcohol-free night with a mate, getting down to some Latin funk. What is Latin funk? I don't know, should we ask her? I, yeah, I've never actually... I don't know what kind of... I've have, got, you, have you never Latin funked? I've never <laughs> Latin funked, no. <laughs> you should ask your husband to do some live fun in his thermals. <laughs> anyway, she says um, she was pretty miffed off actually that there wasn't really any good alcohol-free drinks. So that is when Kalino, Kalino, God's sake! I'm so sorry, Ellie. When Don't you listen, say the name of the company again, not once. I'm never Kalenio. saying it again. I have no more questions about this. Um, let's bring Ellie in. Hi, Hi Ellie. Ellie. Hi guys, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for Green's come on. No worries at all. Been a while. I was just trying to think the last time we spoke. It was at the Mindful Drinking Festival on the panel yeah. together. I know. God, time flies. But how you that doing? It was a while ago, wasn't it? It was a little while ago, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously invited you onto the podcast. You've not yeah. I don't think you've met Lisa then, have you? No, I didn't have. You probably don't want to, Ellie, because I've just done the intro and completely like named your company wrong about three times. So when you listen back, I'm so sorry. But we got it right in the end. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Oh, yeah, I didn't it's the little accent. Through. It's the accent over the letter that changes it from what looks like Kalino. But when I heard you say it on the Mindful Drinking Festival, you said yeah. Kalenio. Kalenio, yeah. Yeah. So where, where, before, before we even go any further, this wasn't even a question, but where did the name come from? 
So the name, um, if you're from the city of Cali in Colombia, which is where my family are from, and it's also known as the unofficial capital of salsa because everyone goes there to dance, you're known as a Caleño. So a ah. bit like if you're a Londoner or a Brist- like Bristolian. So it's like a heritage thing. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of not knowing what things are, what's Latin funk? <laughs> it's a type of Latin. It's a type of Latin. It's like a funk band, but with a Latin, like Latin vibes to it. There you go. Because we were saying we didn't Latin funk, and uh, obviously on your bio you talk about that. So we were saying ah, and if yeah. you did, Lisa was saying how much she feels she's got in common with you already. Because if something doesn't exist, make it yourself. Change it. Get exactly. on with it. Exactly. Exactly right. No one so else is that what inspired you then, LA? Talk to us about that. Tell us what really inspired you. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I used to work for an alcohol company. I worked, I think I started working for them in my early 20s and was there for about four or five years. And as you can you can imagine, you know, this time of year in particular, Christmas parties um gets gets pretty boozy. And January came around, this is 2017, and I just decided I wanted to take a break, have a bit of a detox, take some time off, and I decided to do dry January. You know, it was becoming a little bit more popular, this kind of challenge to do take, you know, can you go four weeks without alcohol? And I'm ashamed to say that in my adult life, I don't think I had gone that yeah, length of time. So I decided to give it a go, and um, but I didn't want to be that person that was just a hermit at home wasn't going out was kind of turning down you know invites to go out for my friends so I still I still went out and I can remember one night um in Bristol when I went to go and watch a Latin funk band with my friends and um we were in a pub and I think I ordered a diet coke and then I had another one and then I thought I don't I don't really want to drink diet coke anymore so I, I ended up with water and everyone like other people were drinking they're drinking craft beer gin and tonics and I thought I'm sat here drinking something I don't really want to be drinking what you know why why is this the case and I think I've come from the world of drink which was incredibly innovative um it was an exciting space but they got it really wrong when it came to people not wanting to drink regardless of whether it was kind of all the time or you know just an evening or you're pregnant you don't drink for religious so many reasons but it was almost like sorry you can you get a glass of water (laughs) or a diet coke or an orange juice and it just it didn't feel right so that's that's kind of what got me looking into the space and and going and trying to find something and basically all I found were a couple of alcohol-free beers didn't taste very good didn't taste very good <laughs> um and I did come I came across seed up at that point and I was like oh this is so you know this sort of exists but I can't really get hold of it it's certainly not in my local pub um and really tricky to kind of get anything online that that feels growing up so that that's kind of where it started really that's amazing. Can I ask you then, Ellie? So you started out on a dry January. What's your relationship with alcohol like now? So my relationship with alcohol, um, I probably cast myself as a sort of mindful drinker, moderation, yeah. like moderator. I still, I still enjoy a glass of wine uh, or a cocktail. I like. I got into the drinks industry because I, I like the theatre and I like the passion behind um, the brands and, you know, ended up creating my own. But as I was kind of, I'm now 31. It was my birthday yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I think as, as I was approaching 30, you know, the hangovers get worse and you just think, this is not, this is not good for me. And 
I just wanted to start to change my relationship with alcohol. Um, and, and those times where I want to socialize and, and not drink, like have, have options available to me. So I kind of think I just became aware of why I was drinking and when I was drinking alcohol. Um, and so I've, yeah, I kind of got a lot of clarity on, on that, but, but that's my relationship. I kind of don't really, or try not to drink midweek and then on a Friday, Saturday might have, might have a glass of something. Oh, there'll be some people listening that are kind of so jealous of jealous. that. Ella. <laughs> yeah. they, they will be definitely for me. Like I just don't want to do it anymore and I don't yeah. see the point anymore. I love every single thing about being sober. I talk about it all the time, hence the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I know some people that do listen are still at that kind of stage of that they'd really, really love to be like that. And I think at your age, it's I always get really jealous that, of people that have kind of done what you do even you know like had the conversation with themselves or kind of looked at why they're drinking and what they're drinking we say this all the time because our 30s Alex was like we we, honestly our our 30s we were talking about this not long ago but our 30s don't exist they went yeah went in a blur of yeah they went in a we wasted them wasted didn't we yeah, absolutely. We really, really did. And people say all the time, don't they, like, that they've got no regrets. But I often say I genuinely <laughs> do wish that in my 30s that I'd, well, younger, I wish I'd never drank me. Yeah. And this, this is what's interesting. Like now we're, we're finding, you know, we've got quite a young team at Colonial. Like some of them have recently graduated and they've got young brothers and sisters. And they're just saying, like, my, I don't, they either don't drink very much or they don't drink at all. Um, and then they've got brothers and sisters who are then going to uni who are like, I don't want to drink. I just don't Amazing. want to drink alcohol. And so normally at that point where you start your relationship with alcohol, you're kind of forced into that world of you must drink, drink as much as you physically possibly can. You know what? I, well, don't you guys, but freshers week, Christ, like you can't. It's just a blur, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a complete blur. But actually, I think kids nowadays, say kids, but, you know, young adults are, they really switched on. Uh, and yeah. they really switched on to how much alcohol they're drinking, how that's affecting them mentally and physically. And, and they're making kind of quite grown up decisions about, you know, whether they want to drink or not, which I find that I definitely wasn't that switched on when I was younger, um, you know? I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and her daughter is approaching 18 and she does drink, the daughter. And yeah. the daughter has a boyfriend who doesn't drink. And the friend was saying to me, we keep asking him when's he going to have a drink. And I actually had this conversation with him and said, why are you asking him? If yeah. he's saying to you, I'm not going to drink and he's still having fun and he's still having a good time and he's still yeah. doing all the things that you and your daughter are doing... Leave him to it. And she was like, oh, yeah. yeah, good point. But it's just because half the time people haven't considered that you don't actually have to do it. <laughs> no, exactly. It's such a it's such an ingrained kind of cultural thing, especially in, in the UK. And I think part of part of creating Kalenya is I wanted to change that. And that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's five years ago now, almost from that first kind of step into dry January, my experience in in this world. Um, but it is changing. It really is. I remember kind of going into bars and pubs and, and speaking to bartenders and going, I'm creating this non-alcoholic spirit. And literally they would look at me like, what the hell are you about? <laughs> what is that? Whereas now, you know, you talk to people about it and they're like, yeah, no, I not just they know it, but they actually 
drink colonial other brands or they'll regularly drink non-alcoholic beers um and it's just it's really come on and you can there's so much uh option so many options really in supermarkets and, and online um, and in pubs and bars we've really seen in the last six months since uh the kind of pub and bar world has opened back up we've seen uh those guys make a real positive change to actually go you know what we are gonna we are gonna now start stocking decent non-alcoholic options on menu which i think is really important because it's about availability if you make it more readily available for people so that if you know wherever they're going out whether they want to stay in have a glass of something or they want to go out like they can get hold of of non-alcoholic drinks quite easily if they want to do that not everyone drinks alcohol alternatives some people are just happy with a with a squash but yeah one of the things that drew me to you on the um, mindful drinking, and I, and I have to admit, I did actually think you were sober anyway, but I know you said you have sober stints and, and yeah. sober months and so on, thinking back. But one of the main things was the fact that you're not just targeting people who've given up drinking. For you, it's about inclusivity generally, about religion, about pregnancy, and that's yeah. very much how we we see it as well. Yeah, I think the thing we the, the approach we take is that everyone's different and everyone's on a on a journey. You know, I meet um, a few people that are sober that are like I'm thinking of actually just going back to drinking mindfully and and having like, but they've they wouldn't have gone on that journey unless they'd done what they'd done and gone through it. And I think everyone everyone's different, and so we try not to kind of um, you know be preachy about our messaging. We're just like. There's, we just want to make better options available for people, whatever stage of that journey you're on with your relationship with alcohol or not relationship with alcohol. So um, we just try and take that kind of, yeah, quite inclusive approach, whether you're 18 or whether you're you know 17 and different reasons that you might be cutting back or cutting it out completely. And we just try and make it as, as straightforward for people. It's just good to know, like you said, that the options there, because when I was younger, I never knew that there was an option not to drink. Yeah. It was just like you say, it's so ingrained in us that that was, it was obvious that I was always gonna grow up and drink and hence when you were talking about freshers week and uni I'm like yeah I didn't get there there was no chance I were too pissed when I was 14 15 to even be considering thinking about going to university yeah. so it's so well, you'd have hated university anyway you would you'd well, hated all like, the society. You know, this is so bad but you know what I used to say to like my eldest daughter's 23 now and yeah. I used to be like you should totally go to uni like even if it's not to learn anything just go for the lifestyle experience it go party <laughs> I actually said that that and I'm so, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did, but I genuinely believe that that's what uni was about, all about the party days. People people say you get a degree in drinking, don't they, when you go to uni? Yeah. Yeah. So it's so lovely. You know, when you decided to launch your brand and and drink more mindfully, how did people uh, like friends, family react to that and... Um, I think the, the most extreme reaction was with work because because yeah. I worked for an alcohol company, like dry January was a bit of a dirty word because I think in the beginning they kind of saw dry January is bad for business because, well, at the time, pubs and bars didn't stock yep. yeah. options. So if people weren't drinking alcohol, people weren't going to the pub in their eyes. So um, I like, admittedly, I did keep it a bit quiet, to be honest, because I think there was like, for that fear of of judgment, which yeah. it just feels stupid looking back now. But yeah, people definitely, when I told them what I was going to do, sp- specifically at work, they're a bit like, why are you doing that? Like, 
you know, that's weird. <laughs> but fa- like family were very supportive. They were very supportive. I think they could see I was really excited about about it and I was really kind of um, just interested in this whole space. And um, they they were incredibly supportive and just kind of said, what do you need? We are here to help. I've got um, I've got two sisters um, and they they got stuck in and involved. One of them has actually worked uh, for Kanye now for two years. She's she's learned um, how to be our operations manager on the job. She was wow. in a completely different career and uh, and she joined. She jumped in quite early on, kind of four months, I think. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, she loves it. So it's it's really nice to have that support from family. Um, they were a lot yeah. more understanding. But yeah, I definitely when um I to be honest, I kept it, I kept it quite quiet when I was working on I was working on Kalenya for about a year and a half before um before I left my job. And at that point I haven't really told anyone because I don't know, I I think when you make it when you're creating a product, I don't know about other people, but you sort of it's your baby and you kind of like don't want to show the world yet until it's ready. And so I just yeah. kept quiet. And then I remember going, um, I remember going to meet my boss at the time. I think uh, it was in London. I met at a train station. I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm going to go start this company. And he was like, oh. <laughs> what are you doing that for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get back to our chat shortly. But first, let us tell you a little bit more about our friends at Wise Bartender. So Wise Bartender has the biggest selection of alcohol-free drinks in the world, Alex. And uh, this week, we were dead lucky and we got to try the Lucky Saint Lager. Oh, I know, I didn't even mean to do that. But we got to try the Lucky Saint Lager. So listen to their tagline. I absolutely love it. They say, alcohol-free, superior, unfiltered lager, golden in colour, holy in flavour. Yes, and it was, was as well. I actually really enjoyed this one, Lisa. I really liked it. It was a nice light beer. And for me, I could drink it easily. I liked it. I still love a Heineken Zero, though. You can get that at Wise Bartender too. But I did, I did like this one. But I think I still prefer, 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 prefer yes. my Heineken Zero. So you can buy this and more at wisebartender.co.uk and don't forget to use your code BSOBER5 for your cheeky 5% discount. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the drinks are and what they're like? Because some some alcohol-free drinks, like, you know, the alcohol alternatives is in the beers and the spirits, some people find very triggering. This this episode is going to go out in dry January. Yes. So obviously, if people are going to try drinks, it's a good month for it. So what what they like and what can you do with them? Yeah, so we've got two two products. We've got Light and Zesty, um, which is a clear spirit, but it's it's got um it's distilled with exotic fruits like inkaberry, uh, papaya. We also use some uh, spices like green cardamom, coriander seeds, and Sicilian lemon peel. So it's kind of really nice balance of citrus spice and tropical notes. And um, that one is probably a little bit more akin to a gin, although it is like both our products. They're very; they've got their own flavour. They're not trying to kind of completely mimic, um, you know, traditional alcohol spirits. Um, but that one we recommend pairing with tonic. Over ice, it's delicious, really refreshing. And then we've also got we've also got dark and spicy, 
which is a it's a much darker, richer blend of pineapple, coconut. Uh, you've got some some darker spices in there: black cardamom, cola nut, uh, vanilla, and hints of fresh lime and, and ginger. And that one actually goes really well with ginger ale um, and, a, and a squeeze of fresh lime. Uh, but you can also you can also have it with soda, so have a kind of alcohol free mojito, soda, um, over ice and mint in there. That's really nice. And if you're looking for something um, calorie free or sugar free, that's a really good option. So none none of them have have any sugar, yeah. and they're really low calorie as well. But yeah, delicious. And and you can make some great cocktails with dark and spicy. Uh, we've got we've got loads on our on our website claimnewdrinks.com. We've got a whole cocktail section. So loads of ideas for dry January. And they can get a hold of them. I, I double check this with Tom. Wise bartender do stock your drinks, don't they? Because we're working with Wise Bartender do, season, yeah. so they can get your drinks through Wise Bartender in the link in this description as well. Okay, yeah, now I, I have a sneaky suspicion you're gonna give us a certain answer to this question, but what's your favorite alcohol free drink? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is my own. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> why right. I load it. Yeah, my favourite serve at the moment. I mean, I really like mixing dark and spicy with pineapple juice and a little bit of lime. That's kind of my if I'm if I'm looking for something special, I'll make that's quite a quick and easy cocktail. I think there are some great there are some great um, there are some great options out there now, and I really enjoy some of the beers as well. Um, I just find them it just depends if you want something quite refreshing but just we put so much time and effort and love and hard work into developing the flavors like we, I was just I think I was adamant I didn't want to put something out there that was average just for the yeah. sake of kind of getting to market quickly I didn't want it needed to taste good and you know we've won we've won loads of awards now which is great recognition because you only win awards if it, if it's a good if it's a good product. Um, we've won gold for for a lot of for dark and spicy and light and zesty. So, no, I'm really proud amazing. of that. You know what? Oh, sorry. You first. You first. What's amazing here is this all started from a dry January. Like, how incredible is that? So, yeah. so many people this January will be starting out and just trying to get to the end of the month and yet look where you are like you've created this incredible drink an incredible business that can actually hire members of your family which is amazing and it all you love a family business like, don't you Lisa oh I love a family business I do Ellie I love- <laughs> I've got a family business I work with- working for you. <laughs> yeah I do I've got um I work with my mum and my two daughters my oh, um, for us, but we fired him a while back and that's <laughs> yeah that gets awkward when you have to fire them that's the only thing <laughs> oh and Ruth I'll give you tips you. on that I'll give you tips on it if you ever need it <laughs> amazing brilliant oh, and, Tom, and obviously wise bartender are a family business as well which is another reason yeah. we wanted to work with Tom so all yeah. really good yeah I met nice. Tom quite a few years ago now actually because he's in based in the southwest as well yeah and he was just starting out and and so so many people in this space have kind of I've been on the journey with them like a lot of the um kind of sobriety influences like um Emily who runs Sober and Social and Millie Sober Girl Society they kind of started 
their journey with sobriety at the same time that I started Kalenye. So it's, it's always really nice kind of seeing them um, and, and loads of others at events or parties. Uh, we just want, we sponsored the Sober Girl Society event in in london and then we've got one in manchester tonight so yeah i'm supposed to be going to there really um i'm not sure there's like a storm outside i'm not convinced i'm gonna go yeah we'll see i'll let you know go along go along (laughs) go along you'll meet uh camilla she's uh um represented she's she's based in manchester so but no it's good it's really nice just to see how far everyone's come on their journey and kind of have been there from the beginning with them when this this whole thing kind of started to unravel. It's so lovely. And it's so lovely, like you said, for people that are mindfully drinking. Um, I'm going to have to say this because it's on the Sober Experiment podcast, but um, my feet are still very firmly in the sober camp, Alex. Yours? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we are we are literally, you know, the all or nothing people. We are literally yeah. all sobriety. Um, Mindful drinking to me is like, and I know that people do it. And, and people can do it. You are, Ellie. It's, I think it's amazing. But for me, it gives me palpitations and I just just see yeah. it as torture as like <laughs> do you know what I mean it is every time yeah. and every, everyone's different yeah, yeah. different and you've got to you've got to figure out what's right for you yeah and that's that's the important bit really I think it, I think it also depends on where you got to and what your reasons were so for example yeah. if you've got to where you are and you've just thought well you know what I'm going to choose to be mindfully drinking at this point and you never got to a point where that was out of control maybe you can successfully yeah. do it but but for, in my yeah. experience once you've gone to that point of not having control which is where I went which is where Lisa yeah. went reining that back in just takes too much effort yeah. Yeah. Like imagine you're just worried about losing that control. I think, I think you're right. I think because I, I never took it. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There were, there were certain nights out that I'm like, you know, God, yeah. what the hell. Um, but I don't think I ever had a real issue and problem with it and took, took it to that extreme to then feel like, Oh, you know, that's going to, if I then let it back in, it's going to get out of control. Yeah. But I think it's a real it's a real challenge for for a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast getting getting to that stage. Yeah, and, and it is about you know for people, particularly if they're sober curious and they're just wondering what alcohol free life is like. It can be a really good place to start, just to start to dabble with a few alcohol free weeks and then a month, and maybe even build up to it. And and some mm. people do the dry Januarys and don't go back. You know, so I think there's lots of there's lots yeah. of ways into sobriety and lots of ways into mindful drinking as well. So it, I, I think yeah. you're right; it's very much down to the individual. I think when I when I first did Dry January, I actually I just kept going because um, I was really enjoying it, yeah. and and I think people think oh it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be it's it's so much it's so much easier to do now because there's so many options, so many great options out there. So, and I think it opens people's minds to what's possible because I think there's a lot of people out there that just go, I can't be sober because you just, you just think, oh, I won't be able to do this. Or I won't be able to do that. Yeah. I won't be able to see that person. But actually doing a, a challenge like dry January is great because it shows you that it is possible to do that yeah. and get through it and, and have a normal life. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of people are worried about. And going yeah, into it are. mindfully, I think, as well, you know, like when I was saying before that not drinking was never an option when I was younger, neither was mindfully drinking. It yeah. was literally yeah, all like, 
it was. So maybe going into like, you know, but this is where our sober experiment kind of came from is that we wanted people to, instead of seeing it as a challenge for 30 days, to see it as an experiment, which is kind of being more mindful around drinking and alcohol itself. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. And I just think it's amazing that there's so many more options out there, Ellie. So thank you for using your initiative and going for it and bringing us some amazing, lovely drinks. Can I just ask you, Ellie, in, this will go out in the middle of January. So around the middle yeah. of January traditionally is where people start to get bored of doing dry January. Yeah. Have you got any top tips for that to kind of overcome that lack of motivation and, and how people might successfully get to the end? Yes, I do. Um, and I'm sure you guys have got lots of ideas as well. But I think for me, it's taking away just understanding like why are you feeling like you might fall off the wagon like you might actually start drinking again just looking understanding those reasons and just trying to take away temptation so I don't know about you guys but I'll use kind of chocolate as an example but I'm a chocolate yeah. <laughs> I love chocolate and so I physically I can't have if I'm trying to stay off chocolate I can't have it in the house yeah. so not having alcohol if you're if you're going to do it properly like not having alcohol in the house if you need to say no to things because you're going to be worried about going to a pub and and that like it's going to be too tempting then don't be afraid to say no um the the next time around you might feel actually you've got through three weeks of it and actually you're a little bit stronger and you can you can go along and make that decision but I think removing like temptation is just the biggest is the biggest um barrier and potential slip up so just trying to remove that as much as possible i think as well um doing it with doing it with other people so doing it with i find um things like you know periods of surprise i find it much easier if my partner is also doing it or a friend yeah um, because you're kind of encouraging other and you feel like you're letting you're letting that person down if you you know if you break um, if you break that challenge. So I think doing it with someone and and also removing removing any temptation yeah, as much you. as we possibly can. And I'll just add to that, if anyone is struggling, you can, as Lisa said, get our Sober Experiment free still on the website, which is 30 days of emails, videos, and me and Lisa popping in daily to say hi <laughs> on a video and setting little mini mindful challenges, which fits perfectly. Before we go, Ellie, can I just ask you, we ask all our guests this question. Um, so the Be Sober motto is be brave, be kind, be sober. And which yeah. one of them do you most relate to right now and why? Be brave, be kind, be sober. I think for me, probably be kind. Yep. Yeah, I think be kind. I think definitely what we've seen the last 12 to 18 months is just what impact being kind to people can can have um and you never know what you know you never know what is going on behind closed doors you never know what someone's going through so I think just be kind be supportive be there for people um yeah I think that's that's the one that I would most relate to at the moment I love that one and it's so easy to be kind as well isn't yeah. it it doesn't take a lot just to say one kind word do one kind thing so no I love that thank you so yeah, much yeah exactly give someone a compliment like you could yeah. make their day. you can make their week so and it costs nothing so and it makes you feel good as well doesn't it yeah. I love being kind me like I actually really really buzz off it <laughs> 
We have this conversation nearly every week, right? Because Lisa is not only kind to everybody, but really, really super kind to herself as well. You are right. Oh, yeah, I'm well kind to myself. Like, so (laughs) kind to myself. I treat myself all the time. And I never used to, you know, before sobriety, I was so horrible to myself. I didn't speak to myself nicely. I'd never buy myself nice things. And now I'm like, I can't stop being kind to myself. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, Lisa, you deserve that. And I'm like, oh, it's the Amazon man again, Lisa. He's at your door again, Lisa. (laughs) You know what, though, as well? I had this conversation with my mum, actually, the other day, because my mum's sober as well, which I'm always dead proud about. Yeah. So lovely. And like what you said before, having somebody with you makes it so much easier. So it's dead nice to have a sober. But she was looking at a picture of herself the other day at work. And she was like... God, look at me there. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, yes, mum, you are. But what we were saying, this picture was taken like quite a while ago. Yeah. And she said, I never knew I was that beautiful on that day. I wish I'd have known. And I'm like, you are. But she's always taught me things like that. And, she, you know, we have a laugh about it. But she will say, like, she will look in her full length mirror and she'll be like, God, you're good looking. God, <laughs> and I, I, I love her for it so much because we, you know, we don't do that, do we? So, so yeah, as well as being right. kind to other people, definitely be kind to yourself because the more you do it, the the better you get at it. Yeah, exactly. And it like sounds like you've got it absolutely nailed. I need to take tips from you. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely. I'm sometimes not that kind to myself, but I'm no, I actually am. That's a lie. I'm pretty. pretty I was going to say, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> you really are. In fact, sometimes when I say, oh, I can't believe I've been so stupid, she'll actually go, don't you dare speak to my best friend like that. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. I, you know, that's a real good thing going forward, actually. This yeah. is where I got this from when I used to run um, my Slimming World group. And I remember a lady and she was, she would beat herself up all the time about it. She'd be like, I'm so fat. I hate myself. I'd look awful in these clothes and just really, really cruel to herself. And yeah. she'd actually told this story where a mum eventually just sat her down in absolute tears and was like, please can you just stop speaking to my daughter like that Mm. and she said I'd never thought about it in that way like to her that's her daughter who she does think is beautiful and all and kind and all these things and I think so that's kind of where I got that from and I do I use it to because Alex is not kind to herself at all so I do use it but I actually stole it from this this lovely lady <laughs> at Slimming World. But now I use it to everybody else. But That's it's a good one to use and it yeah. shocks people into thinking, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. I must admit, yeah. I've stolen it a couple of times because my husband beats himself up sometimes. And I said, don't you dare speak to my husband like that because she's told me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> right, challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, Ellie, thank you. Sorry, we went on a bit of a tangent there at the end. It was such a good answer. We couldn't not. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's massively appreciated. And I hope everybody buys lots of your drinks and enjoys them all through dry January, February, March. And beyond. (laughs) Beyond, yeah. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. See See you later. Bye-bye. Big thanks to Wise Bartender for sponsoring this episode. If you're experimenting with different alcohol-free drinks and don't want to buy a whole case, Wise Bartender honestly has the largest selection of single bottles ever. 
So you can have lots of fun trying loads of different drinks or even buy one of their special gift packs. Don't forget to use your 5% discount code BESOBER5 at wisebartender.co.uk. And if you want to find out more about the work we do or you want to join our amazing community here at Be Sober, you can find out more on our website www.besoberofficial.com. Until next time, be brave, be kind and be sober. Be sober.